But yeah, I made the decision to leave my place and go uh, travel full time, kind of do the digital nomad lifestyle. And it's been, in hindsight, it was like one of the best decisions I've ever made. I've been having a blast. I've been having a really good time. It's been really fulfilling. It's been so much fun. The only reason I'm able to do that, there's many reasons. I have the support of my family and my business partners and my, you know, coworkers and everyone. Welcome to episode 12 of the Press Forward podcast. Thanks for joining us again. And if this is your first time with us, I hope that you like it. You can get this podcast each and every week by subscribing to us on your favorite podcast player or by going to wpnop.org forward slash podcast. The Press Forward podcast is created by WPNOP. They're a charity working in the WordPress space to support the WordPress community. The help is freely available at wpnop.org. Each week at this point in the podcast, I read out some statistics. Not always the most fun thing you might think, but it conveys in just a few seconds the importance of the work that WPNOP are doing. So, WPNOP have provided roughly two and a half thousand hours of companionship and mentorship. We have over three and a half thousand members. Over 5,000 hours have been donated by volunteers, and there have been over 6,000 event attendees. You can see that there's a significant need for the support that WPNOP is providing, and to that end, we're always on the lookout for people who are willing to help us. If you'd like to support WPNOP financially, then please visit wpandop.org forward slash give. And if you'd like to get involved with WPNOP, then please visit wpnop.org forward slash contact or look for the social links in the footer of the website. Sponsorship is also possible. You'll be supporting the important work that we're undertaking and you can be featured on the podcast like this. The Press Forward podcast is brought to you today by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers an awesome managed web hosting platform that's built for speed, security and scalability whilst being environmentally friendly. Enjoy a better web hosting experience for your WordPress website backed by 24-7 expert support. And we thank Green Geeks for their help putting on the Press Forward podcast. Last week, we posted a very different kind of podcast from the ones that we've produced so far. Normally, we have an interview with a guest or two, and they are recorded remotely. But during a recent trip to WordCamp Europe, we decided to put out some of the recordings that we'd made whilst we were at the WordCamp venue. We recorded them in one of the main thoroughfares of the WordCamp, and it got a little noisy at times. You'd expect nothing less though from a crowd of nearly 3,000 excited WordPressers, and personally, I like the feel that this provides. The chats were impromptu and recorded in one take. Some of them were long, others were short. Some were in groups, many of them one-to-one. -one. Some of the names might be familiar, and others you might be hearing from for the first time. But all of them were fun to record, and I'm thankful to all in our community who took time out of their schedule to talk to me. There were no pre-arranged talking points and everything was off the cuff, which led us in some unexpected directions. The order that I'm putting them out in was not the order that they were recorded. So today we talk with Robbie McCulloch, one of the co-founders of the popular Beaver Builder plugin. We talk about why the Beaver Builder team attend WordCamps and what they get out of it. There's a discussion about the future of page builder plugins in the era of Gutenberg. We also explore the idea of making friends at WordCamp and the social side of events like this, and how Robbie's been able to travel extensively while still turning up for work. At various points, we do mention anxiety, and so this is a trigger warning. So without further delay, I bring you Robbie McCulloch, so I'm joined today 
by Robbie McCulloch. Hello, Robbie. Hello. <laughs> There's nothing weird about this, is there? We're standing in the hallway of WordCamp Europe in Berlin. I don't know if you can detect any of that. And, and I'm with my good friend. Yeah, I think my good friend, Robbie. I'd hope so. Yeah. yeah. It's been a number of years now yes. that we've yeah. been at least in touch online. Yeah. And then we met last year for the first time yeah. in person. Yeah. Was that last year? I think it was think a year so. before. 2017, WordCamp London. I guess maybe it was two years ago. Yeah, you, we missed. That's we, right. We you're right. We didn't hook up last year. So we're here at WordCamp Europe and you are representing who? Where do you come from? What's your connection with WordPress? Uh, I am a co-founder of a plugin called Beaver Builder, and I'm coming from California, uh, near San Francisco. That's a long way. That's a little bit of a, a little bit of a journey. Was yeah. it wor- is it worth it? Do you do you actually enjoy? You know, do, do, do you think to yourself, I'm looking forward to this, or does it feel a bit like, okay, I've got to do another thing? No, to, for yeah, work? not at all. Very much. I was looking forward to this trip for mm. a long time. Uh, same for coming out to WordCamp London for a variety of reasons. So when we went to London, which was also a fair distance from California, uh, we had a couple guys that we worked with in the UK that we'd never met before in person. Our team's totally distributed. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So that was really exciting. And then similarly here in Berlin, um, just the opportunity to meet a number of people that I've known online for a long time and never met face to face. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that I'm enjoying, the more events like this that I go to, the more faces that I see in the hall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, like for example, you, and then t- two minutes later, you bump into somebody else. It's kind of like, not really like that the first time, is it? The first time you show up to these events, it's a bit like, I don't really know anybody. I feel a bit, a bit out of my depth here, but the more you, more you sort of put in, the more you get out. Absolutely. It's, it's, I remember our first WordCamp, it was WordCamp San Francisco before WordCamp San Francisco turned into WordCamp US and walking through the halls and knowing nobody uh, and just kind of looking for people that also didn't know anyone, looking for people that are just standing alone or, you know, like looking at their phone, looking bored and and going up and trying to strike up a conversation uh, to now, I don't know how many, I actually haven't, have you counted the number of camps? I, I was going through all of my badges. I think I'm above... 20. I wouldn't be surprised oh, no, if I'm above. Yeah, you're, you're far in excess of me. I'm on about oh. eight. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I can barely just walk through the room now without seeing someone that I've met before yep. or want to say hello to. Yeah, yeah. Do, um, do you come here primarily because you've got a WordPress product? Are you here to sort of, I don't know, pitch your services or meet with the people who buy your product, Beaver Builder? Or are you here more, is, is it social as much as it is business? Or is it more business or more social? It's kind of evolved throughout the years. Or I think we've tried to, I always felt like I was kind of doing it wrong, you yeah. know, because we, we never, we would, we sponsor a lot of WordCamps in the States, but I, my technique for sponsoring is we'll do the lowest package, like the least amount of money that we can spend to still call ourselves a sponsor. Uh, and then we get the cool name tag uh, and we get the uh, ability to give out stickers or put stickers on a shared table usually. Yeah. Um, but we've never committed to doing a booth and getting that full booth set up with the, you know, the banners and the t-shirts and yeah. all that. And I always wondered if that was something we were missing out on or like if we were doing it wrong. Um, but I've found that it's both an opportunity to meet people that use Beaver Builder, to meet other business owners in the WordPress space and WordPress users and just kind of getting to know and network with people in the community. Yeah. Um, I enjoy that a lot more. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of value to it. It's hard to kind of quantify. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I've just had a look through that door. Have you been through that door? I looked through, but I haven't been through. So it's the, it's like the sponsorship area. And it's, you know, it's a real, it's like a little city they're building. Yeah. And I, I kind of think, you know, from your perspective, because you're not like GoDaddy or Jetpack, who've got like this massive body of staff, they can just put people there and say to them, look, you, yeah, yeah, you stay there for three days and everything, or two days, whatever, and and that's that's your role. Whereas for you, you know, it's more about wandering about through the halls and cracking up conversations and yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, this is going to sound horrible. One thing I, I always am curious about, or I'll, I'll notice, is like, and there's always a few folks at camps that I find that are like particularly chatty, and and uh, there's almost like a technique to. You know, when oh, you yeah. when you kind of like link up with someone like that and like you really need to like be somewhere. I, I always it's always awkward, but there's always like, oh, I've, you know, look at the time. I've got to do something. This <laughs> yeah. But when you're in that booth, you're kind of locked in. Oh, yeah. And I've seen out of the, like, the corner of my eye sometimes, like, you know, like someone I've met. And they, they usually like these are wonderful people that I, I imagine a lot of times people talk because they're nervous. And I think I see that, you know, like here I am talking. <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I, was like, I was like, oh, my God, am I one of these people? <laughs> no, I think I think you need to be a certain kind of person if you're going to 
play that role. Yeah. And you probably just get good at it. Yeah. The more you practice it, you know, the more that you meet strangers, the more, presumably the more lines that you develop, the, you know, the techniques for opening conversation. I'd be terrible at it. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I think, I think it would be really exhausting. There's that whole extrovert introvert spectrum too, of whether you gain or lose energy from being around and interacting with people. Mm. And, um, I always feel like I'm kind of somewhere in the middle or some days I feel very extroverted. Some days I feel very introverted, but I, I think if you're one of those types that, that lose energy, uh, it'd be a really tough thing to do. Yeah. Um, you start first thing in the morning you go all day yeah. and then yeah, there's yeah. usually like an after yeah. party and these things are a if bit you, of a grind. If you come to these events though, you can sit in the, um, you know, you can sit inside the talks and listen. Do you yeah. do any of that? Do you, or do you sort of mainly wander about in the halls and chats to people? I spend the most of my time in the hallway. Um, I, I often will hear about a really great oh, a talk. Cheer, yeah, I wonder if that's exactly yeah. Something's going on out there. Well, I should probably get going. No. <laughs> yeah. We're missing the party. <laughs> You've got your line. You've got yeah, your right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I will you'll often hear about a talk that someone really enjoyed. Like, oh, you should have seen this guy's talk. It was fantastic. And mm -hmm. I will occasionally go back on WordPress TV yep. and watch talks yep. that I miss. Um, and it's actually, in that it sense, it's really nice that almost all of the talks at all the camps are recorded and published on WordPress TV. Yeah, everything, um, pretty much. Well, I, certainly, I imagine from an event of this size. Yeah, yeah, the major, yep. the major camps. Yep. Do you have any, um, like, favorite stories from WordCamps? Is there one particular oh. moment where you met a guy or met a girl or met a, I don't know, or just enjoyed something? Again, this is, this is probably not an appropriate story. Uh, <laughs> is it okay if I tell it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it WordCamp, which WordCamp was it? Uh, I don't remember which camp it was. We were at a WordCamp, and we were doing a dinner. And then after the dinner, we saw this party. We were on a second floor, and we looked across the way, and we saw this party going on. And it looked really fun. There's flashing lights and people dancing. And so a group of us were like, okay, let's go try and find that party. And we wandered over, and it was in a hotel, and it was on a second or third floor. And we weren't invited. We had no idea like what the party was. So I was trying to be very nonchalant. And I went up to the hotel concierge and I said, hey, like we met some people earlier at the bar and they mentioned they were throwing a party here. They invited us. They said we could just, you know, come in and, and mention the party and uh, you guys would be able to help us find the way in. And the woman kind of like raised her eyebrow at me and she's like, the only thing that's happening tonight here is a, is a high school dance. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I quickly said, oh, this must be the wrong place yeah. and beelined out of there before yeah, anyone started yeah. asking questions. That is, but. A, that is a good story. My, my, I don't really have any like perfect good stories, but quite a few of them have, I think for me, it's about like loads of little interactions. It's like a thousand little things that have happened and I couldn't point to one exact thing and say that's the best. I've, I've attended some fabulous talks, but I really enjoy just hanging out in the hallway mm -hmm. and just meeting people. And I'm getting better at that. I, I did suffer from the whole... Right. If I well, when I came to the first one, I kind of had this impression that if I just show up and just stand there, it'll all come to me, kind of thing. Because you know, WordPress, Word Camps have been sold in that way. You know how big the community was. It took me about five minutes to figure out. Actually, no, that's that's not going to happen. Nobody's going to come up and talk to me. So you know, I, I figured out quickly. Just butt into a conversation. Sure. Nobody yeah. cares. It's completely fine. Yeah. And they're all talking about WordPress. And the whole thing is. I mean, I don't know about you, but where I live. If I walked up to some random person in the street and said, I work with WordPress, they genuinely wouldn't know what that meant. No idea. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite nice to come to these events and you can actually open your mouth and talk about WordPress and geek out on it. Um, and just from that level, I like it. Just It's like a vent because I like being a nerd. Yeah. And I never get to nerd out in my normal life. So from that point of view, it's really nice. How many of you guys have you brought? For this, it's myself and my business partner, uh -huh. uh, Justin, and he brought his wife with him on this trip, yep. the Europe trip. So they were out in the Netherlands. Um, they, they're, uh, their daughter and son, I think, are with the, the in-laws. Oh, nice. Uh, so they have yeah, a little yeah. break to go yeah. and, and do, their, yeah. do their trip. Do you, do you view it as like a business expense? So what I mean by that is from the point of view of, so, you know, whether you pay for it out of the business bank account or whatever, that's not really my question. It's more... At the end of this, do you do you sum this up as a as a as a win for your business? Is it worth it for, for Beaver Builder to show up? Is it just about look, we've shown up, we're on the attendees list, people have seen that I exist, or you know, do you go away thinking actually I met this guy and I met this lady and we talked about this and these these things are going to happen in the future because of it all? Definitely, it, it's. There's definitely value. Again, it's, it's kind of hard. It's, a, it's an intangible value, um, and it's kind of hard to 
to quantify. Like when we look at the receipts that we spend on plane tickets and hotels and all that and saying, well, are we going to make, you know, it's cost us a thousand dollars to come to this camp. Is mm. are we going to make that back? It, it never really lines up like that. Mm. Um, but part of our kind of approach to, to marketing and our strategy is to really embrace both our community and the WordPress community. Um, and to the word of mouth has always been huge for us in influencer yep. marketing, um, meeting folks that have, uh, you know, a voice in the WordPress community. And, and uh, there, like, there's a number of people I can think of that have said this to me. They said, yeah, I recommended Beaver Builder to someone. Uh, I don't use page builders, but you know, I went out with you guys and you guys are solid. And I know, if, you know, I've heard so many good things about it, word of mouth, that it's the first one I recommend. Yeah. Um, even though they, they don't, they've never used it before. Yeah. Um, from my point of view, I think it's just, you know, I don't have a product to pitch. So for me, it's just about showing up, and hanging out with people and attending talks. With that in mind, like, going to put you on the spot a bit here. Have you got this event planned out? You know, do you, do you come with like a laundry list of, okay, it would be really nice if by the end of this, I've met this person, this person, attended this particular talk. Or are you, like me, <laughs> just sort of showing up and just go with it? See, what, see, where, see where the wind blows and where I get taken? My approach to camps has changed. I've tried to be a little bit more strategic or do a little bit more homework ahead of time. Mm -hmm. uh, so I will always check the attendees list uh, before, yeah, I think a week or two ago, I pulled it up, the list of people that, that were attending. That is a long list. It's a huge list. Like getting past the A's takes about <laughs> about three minutes. <laughs> I didn't even realize, I, mean, I, I, I wasn't paying much attention, but yeah, I was, I was scrolling through and I saw eight or nine people that I recognized. And I was like, gosh, this is gonna be a great camp. Yeah. And I realized I was still on A. Yeah. <laughs> And then I got frustrated at, you know, last name, I'm McCullough, so yeah. I'm way down the list. No one even knows I'm here. Like, you yeah. can't. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled the page up on my phone and it was taking forever yeah. to load. Like, don't, like, don't put it on your phone. <laughs> but do, do you, do you, are you planning to meet particular people or planning to attend a certain talks? It sounds like you've got a bit more of a plan than I have. Um, so, I, again, if I'm honest, um, I haven't looked at the talk schedule yet. There's a couple of people I know that are talking that I am interested. I always enjoy seeing talks by certain people. Um, so not so much on the talks. I'll look at that tomorrow and, and kind of pinpoint if there's anything I really want to see mm -hmm. in person or not. Mm -hmm. But as far as the people that are here, uh, yeah, there's a number of people. Uh, one gentleman in particular, Puneet, uh, is... Yeah, I just uh, saw him. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw him in passing. I didn't get a chance to say hi yet, okay. but I, we've been talking for years and I've never yep. met him before. Yep. Uh, another friend of mine, a, a guy I met in Iceland, his name, he goes by Rarst. Um, but he's uh, from Ukraine and he has a really hard time getting a visa to the States. Okay. So I'm really looking forward to spending some time with him. And that's also one of the nice things about coming out to WordCamp Europe as opposed to some of the US-based camps that mm -hmm. I usually do is you get a much broader um, group and diversity of people from different places. And, and then fortunately the visa situation, yeah. uh, that's not the first time that's happened where I've been looking forward to meeting someone uh, and they weren't able to come to a conference in the States because of visa issues. Okay. And I understand that it's actually been an issue for this camp too. There yep. was a number of speakers that weren't able to get visas. Yep. So that's they, frustrating. They put on a, there is a charity, WC, or is it Donate? Sorry, I got that the wrong way around. Donate WC. I uh -huh. don't know if you know Marcus Boatsman. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he walked. walked here, right? Yeah, yeah totally. Him. He's here. I haven't. And he's he's I just looking really well. Yeah, like I, fit. I bet. Yeah, yeah, tan and fit, but, right? Like. But he walked here. He walked 500 miles from... Rotterdam. I was going to say, we should note that it, he didn't just like have a hotel down the street no, and he walked. No, he walked no, like... He really walked. Yeah. Um, so he did, yeah, 500 miles over a 30-day period. And, um, and he's here and he made it. He only, you know, he only missed a couple of hours. But the, the primary reason he was doing it, he's got there's this charity called Donate WC. And the more money they raise, basically they find somebody in the community, in a part of the world where those restrictions apply. You know, it's difficult mm. financially or maybe the visa restrictions get in the way. And on the strength of your commitments to WordPress and on the strength of the, what you say you're going to do if you get accepted, they'll pay for your flights, they'll pay for your accommodation and all of that kind of stuff. I wow. just think that's really nice. Oh, that's awesome. I knew he was doing the walk for a charity yep. purpose, but I wasn't familiar with yep. the details. That's yep. really cool. Well, it's just a really nice charity. You know, if you think about it, there couldn't be a better charity. You know, he's walking to WordCamp and it's all about getting people to WordCamp. Um, yeah, so let, let's change tactics for a bit. Let's just talk about Beaver Builder. Okay. Okay, Page Builder. Yes. Page Builder, like, I don't know how many people listening to this are going to be fans of Page Builders, whether that, that's their thing or not. 
Is page, you know, a page builder still growing in the era of Gutenberg? Do you think a couple of years from now we'll still be talking about Beaver Builder and all of its all of its competitors? I I sure hope so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. When Gutenberg was announced, it's going to be going on two and a half years mm. ago. Uh, there was definitely some concern on our part because it sounded a lot like the core team was kind of getting into page builder yep. space. Um, and as the project, the Gutenberg project, progressed and developed it became a lot less uh, daunting. I think we were able to see, like the core team has to build for a massive audience um, and they have priority, some of the issues they've been having with accessibility, mm. um, they, they have to move at a much slower pace and they have to build a tool that's kind of can serve the largest group of people possible yeah. to be effective. Yeah. Whereas tools like Beaver Builder and other page builders, um, we can go a little bit deeper uh, so like one of the moves we did in response to Gutenberg was to kind of double down on professional users, people that are building a lot of websites, yep. be it freelancers, agencies, types like that, um, and kind of hone our feature set to improve the, the kind of quality of work life for those folks. Has that been the right move from a business point of view, looking back? Because I, I knew you were, you were up to that, but maybe yeah, somebody yeah. listening to this didn't. So you decided less less about the the casual wordpress user more about like agency owners and things like that yeah has that paid off do you think is your audience still growing do you, you know do you find that the you know you're still getting receipts for recurring yeah um, recurring yeah. payments and so on that's oh, interesting i mean no one's ever asked it kind of straightforward like that mm. um uh, beaver builder is still growing which mm. i'm you know forever grateful for um, the whole page builder market is growing we've yep. seen a lot of yep. other players coming into the space i think gutenberg also kind of legitimized page builders yep. amongst the you know within the wordpress community uh, again like with that first WordCamp page builder when we were in san francisco and we told people we were working on a page builder people had this like like visible reaction they were kind of like <laughs> it's scoff wrong, at it's us the like wrong what? way why? why would you do that yeah. like why do you want to do that yeah. <laughs> do you think though that in the future that will be the way just about all of us interact with wordpress do you think you know whether it's gutenberg or beaver builder or one of your competitors do you think that that that's just going to be the ui that we all use and obviously you're hoping for that but does it feel because from where i'm coming from it makes no sense not to do it that way i just can't my business is now stacked on on yeah. page builders and in particular beaver builder and i just can't see i just can't see that not being something people are going to just take on i think there's still going to be edge cases mm. um i think that there's always a tendency in technology to kind of uh abstract and simplify things and that's essentially what a page builder is is it's you know adding a visual interface to what we were previously doing with code mm -hmm. html and css mm -hmm. and hand coding um it's funny like in like the, the developer crowd, um, there's still folks that love that that like yeah. coding experience. So th like thinking about like the terminal and people using uh, like Bash terminals and, yes. and this and that, like oh. or using like Vim and V, like some yeah, of yeah. the the Bash based <laughs> text editors. Like there's some diehard folks that even and though there is a graphic while, like, user yeah, interface, yeah. they're not going to yeah, yeah. switch over. I think there'll probably be edge cases where folks are still going to be working outside of a page builder, particularly when you're talking about things like leveraging kind of cutting edge browser technology mm. or um, anything that's, that's if, you, if you're experimenting in kind of new territory where page builders haven't reached yet, mm. um, particularly like with some of the like new browser technologies, like when Flexbox or uh, yep. CSS Grid, some of these things start coming out and they're in, in like experimental mode, like you might not use it on a production site, but people are gonna start building with them, experimenting and using them. Then this year, kind of out the blue for me, I didn't see it coming anyway, Assistant. We've got this yeah. new product called Assistant. Now, it's kind of a product for other people to build stuff on. That's that's what I think it is. So it's kind of like, well, do you want to tell us what it is? Because it's quite exciting. <laughs> um, it's, it's an interesting time for Assistant because it's still very much in development. And we released an early build an early version of it so mm -hmm. it's publicly available uh, we've been developing it out in the open it's on github yep um but we're still trying to figure out and navigate exactly where we want to take it and how we can hopefully develop a business around it uh the the core idea though is, is to create a, a suite or a, a platform uh where you can build apps for wordpress and it's all react based it's all front end we're, we're like leveraging is kind of some of the more modern um development frameworks uh but it, it's uh yeah we, we still aren't uh, we, i guess it's been changing a lot so we we released a version of it we actually entered a, a contest called plugin palooza yes the plugin contest mm, it didn't do too bad WordCamp. in that competition did you or, we, we didn't no it was it was that was really fun uh 
we did. So yeah, we won. We won the contest. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but then after that, we talked to a lot of people. We were able to get it in front of a lot of people and get some feedback. And we kind of went back and like wiped the slate slate clean and, and started over. Like kind of started rebuilding a lot of things and okay. rethinking a lot of our yeah. ideas. Um, Was that at a word camp? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, at WordCamp uh, Orange County. There's kind of like another good use case for um, for these things, you know, these WordCamp events. It's just to just get some feedback, like what, yeah. what do you actually think of our product? Yeah. As opposed to an email form or something. You no, sit absolutely. down with actual users and chat to them about. That's not the first time we've done that too. Uh, busting out a computer or just doing a live demo for someone. And then reversely, like I've seen many things that people are working on uh, from their laptop at WordCamps. Yep, yep. Um, let's change tack again and talk about like the social side of all this. When you, yeah. one of the big reasons for coming to these events, well, for me at least anyways, you know, you, you come to the event, it is very sociable, but then the event ends at such and such o'clock in the afternoon and you, you're free to do what you like. <laughs> what have you got planned? Have you, have you made any sort of like plans to go out, meet particular people? Are you, are you, are you hoping to do some exciting stuff whilst you're in Berlin? Uh, that's another area where I feel like I have room for improvement. Uh, <laughs> so one of the things I love to be a part of and and I try to do as often as I can, although it, it, I find more often I participate more than it, but it's like hosting a dinner, hosting like a small kind of intimate get together, mm. um, which I guess we kind of did last night in a yeah, sense. Yeah, we kind of accidentally did that last yeah, night. Yeah, it all, it all yeah. kind of came together last <laughs> yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah. But you did, you're right. There's quite a few of the people who, who have a product and obviously they would like to gather their community. So I don't know, a week before you get all these Twitter announcements and you get things through the email saying, if you're there, come to this event at this particular time. I suppose that locks those people down and you know, you, you can have those chats, but it just organically happened for us. Last yeah. Night. I, and I guess now that we're talking about, that's how I prefer to do. I mean, I feel like maybe it'd be more effective to be a little bit more strategic and, and plan ahead of time. Um, but yeah, I find just kind of playing things by ear mm. gives you the most flexibility because you never really know what's going to happen. Like someone might have a dinner or someone might be doing drinks or there might be an after party. Like all the hosting companies yes. do these epic after yeah, parties with open bars yeah, and those yeah. are always really fun. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like coming to these events, I think, you know, you come for the code and what do they say? You come for the code and you get a community or something. There's a little phrase isn't there, that WordPress likes to, to sort of like bring out all the time. Do you... Um, do you sort of see that as, as equally important? You know, would you show up to this event if at eight o'clock when all the doors shut, you, you had to go back to your hotel? And, or do you do you enjoy like, like the fact that you're in Berlin, you know, you're in a completely different yeah. part of the world. For me, that's huge. It's just so pleasant to be here. The, the weather's nice, coincidentally, yeah. while we're here. I've never been here last night. And when we were driving through the city, I was just thinking, this is fabulous. This is such a, a wonderful experience. And I kept looking everywhere and going, oh, look at that. Look at that. This is great. I was really like a child. Yeah. Yeah. I've had similar experiences. Uh, the opportunity to travel to new places and then have a community or have friends, have people that you can go out and explore and, and share the experience with mm. uh, is really, really special. I've found that with WordCamps and other conferences mm. uh, to be one of my, my favorite things. So again, like going back to the question too of like, does, does attending a WordCamp justify the expenses? Like, for us coming overseas, like doing long haul flights and, and coming to Europe is a little bit more expensive mm -hmm. than like going up the road to yeah. Sacramento or down to, to LA. So um, there's always that kind of balance of like, well, you know, I'd go to, if I could, I'd go to all the word camps I can, but you yeah. kind of have to pick and choose. Yeah. Uh, but getting to go to a, to a city um, like Berlin, which is just completely different from anything I've ever experienced before. And then getting to share that, like with folks like yourself yeah. and what we did last night and getting all together and, and getting to have some fun and, and, uh, so yes, I'd still come if that didn't happen, if we all just camped out at the hotel yeah. afterwards. Uh, but it's, I think it's one of my favorite parts oh, is yeah. kind of the, the after after party scene. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I mean, of course, you can take part in the after party stuff that that is organized by the company, or you can just do your own thing. And I think yeah. that's what a lot of people do. You know, yeah. there's going to be about two and a half, three thousand people here. <laughs> and I don't suppose all of them are going to go to the same events. That <laughs> That's not going to work. There is a fantastic tweet that went out at WordCamp US this year. It was one of like the top uh, most interacted with uh, tweets. And it, I, I forget her name um, that, that said it, but it was, and I'm going to paraphrase, but she said like, I'm hosting an inter introverts meetup tonight uh, where we all go back to our hotel rooms and chat on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> I wonder how that went. <laughs> it was cute. Yeah, like everyone, yeah, everyone loved it and retweeted yeah. it from their hotel rooms, right? Yeah, like after the long yeah. Day. I mean, it's, it's really nice. I, I, I've still got the feeling that I need to I need to meet some more people 
um, you know, I'm still in a room full of strangers. But the nice thing about these events, I don't know how true this is, people say it all the time, but this community honestly feels a bit different. It feels a bit special. I mean, I've, I've worked with other CMSs like Drupal and attended their events and they, they were good, they were nice, but yeah. there is something there is something that I can't put my finger on. I don't know quite how WordPress has managed to achieve so many nice people in the same place at the same time, but it, they are genuinely nice people. And I'm wondering if it's like the FOSS nature of it, you know, people are willing to give back for the greater good. But um, I was just talking to somebody in, in lunch just now and she was making the exact same point. You know, you just relentlessly meet actually nice people. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't come to these events because that's one of the primary things that this charity is trying to get people to do. You know, we're trying to get people to open up about all sorts of issues. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that we feel that it would be good to sort of like bypass the problems is to get people to attend these events. But it, but it turns out that a lot of people can't make that jump because, well, for, for one reason or another, you know, it's, it's difficult, maybe financially it's difficult, but also they don't like the idea of being in a room full of people that they don't know. Sure. But your experience, my experience has been relentlessly good. Would you agree? I would, I yeah. would, yeah. I think um, you seem like a very social guy. Again, talking about the whole like introvert, extrovert yeah, yeah, yeah. spectrum, you know, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't really think I fall on either ends yeah, of the yeah. extremes, yeah. but I, I know I have some... I'm not an introvert, I guess. Mm. I, I wonder, my my mom, I'm, I'm very, like some dear people in my life, my mom is very, very introverted. Mm. And I'm sure the thought of doing something like this would just um, like drive her a little crazy beforehand. Like just knowing what the, the, the energy that it was going to take to get here and meet people and do the yeah. small talk thing. I, I think some people maybe are, are um, able to enjoy it more than others. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the, the small talk thing can be difficult to overcome, can't it? Or just the, like the social anxiety too. I mean, like kind of stemming back to the idea of, of like mental health. I think some people really thrive in this environment, whereas mm. some people might might not. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. The, the nice thing though is the the talks can be a real good good a good way to to solve that problem. You know, they're yeah. on more or less all the time. You don't have to stand in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, the hallway can be a space where you just find a chair. Yeah. You know, you can sit, but equally, you know, if, you, if you'd rather do those kind of things. But my, my, my words of, of advice would be if you just show up and give one a go, you know, go to one nearby, give it a go. It doesn't have to be as big as this or as, you know, as, as magnificent or, uh, you know, there's like 45 things going on at once here. You could go to a local meetup and yep. get the sort of same kind of experience, meet some people online, hang out with them, develop friendships, and then, and then kind of ask, are you going to that one? And see how it goes yeah do all of your team do all of your team like thrive in this kind of environment do you drag them all along from time to time or are there some people who stay away uh yeah some some more than others mm. yeah yeah definitely we, we don't drag any <laughs> drag anyone yeah, you're coming anywhere you're like yeah 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 no but uh <laughs> yeah no yeah, i mean uh like so justin my business partner that, that's here with his wife yep. um he, he also enjoys traveling i think myself and justin enjoy the, the, doing the traveling and doing the word camps a lot more than our other partner um, who's, who's a little bit more of a homebody. Mm -hmm. So we tend to kind of hit the road and, and do a lot more of these than, than yeah. but he'll, he, he also comes out uh, when the timing's right. And the, the nice thing is you buy the ticket, which is, fin I, I don't understand how the, I mean, I know that the sponsorship counts for a lot. So all of the people like yourself who put these sponsorship deals together in the end it all adds up to a ridiculously cheap ticket i can't yeah. remember what we paid for this was it like 50 bucks or something, something? like that bucks? it's I mean, never in, more than yeah than, I've, i think they're always around 40 dollars. yeah and in no US. way shape or form does that cover the cost of what we're oh yeah. Experiencing. yeah yeah you know not even i mean it wouldn't even cost cover the cost of like half the food I'm yeah well and the, the fact that there's so many volunteers yep. um the volunteers are all wearing orange shirts yep. this time around or, or no it's pink pink, pink. right pink. Um, yeah we're doing orange that's yeah yeah, yeah. Wearing orange. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there was just i just I, you know i could i, I lost count after the, yeah. the first 20 or 25 yeah. people like there's so many people volunteering and, yeah. and donating their time to make these things happen yeah i mean it, it, having a distributed team like you do do you get the guys to uh, where are your people like where on the planet earth do yeah. you, the beaver builder employees live We've got a couple guys in the UK, right. a couple guys in the Philippines. Uh, we have a few folks in the States, and then we have a gentleman up in Canada. Okay. Uh, so we're pretty well spread out. Uh, we've also, we were talking about like the visa issues and just the logistical issues yeah. are, are 
difficulties that come with kind of arranging travel and this and that. We, we've been trying to put together like an all hands, like get everyone in one place at the same time mm. for a while. And that's been really difficult. Um, like where in the world can we do that? So like one of our guys doesn't like flying, which is like, well, okay. we could all come to him or maybe he just can't make it. Yeah. And then we've, uh, we've like our guys uh, like getting visas arranged and then putting a date, like do you put a date on the calendar in two months and just let everyone scramble or do you do it a year ahead of time and just hope that when a year from now comes, everyone's still, you know, interested in it. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're still going, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. things haven't flopped. <laughs> have you ever succeeded though in getting the vast majority of your people in a place at the same time? We haven't, no, we haven't done it yet. Um, I, 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 I know I've been saying this for years. I, I feel like I'm, I haven't been saying it to you for, but I, I really want to, yeah. I really want to make it happen. Yeah. Um, I'm working towards it. I'm hoping yeah. it happens sooner than later. It, it, I know Matt, I don't know if you've seen Matt Mullenweg, he's got this, I can't remember what the URL is. I think it's distributed.blog. Yeah, I think you've seen that. I have, he's, yeah. he's talking about, I mean, I think he did a TED talk as well. Was, yeah. I mean, automatic, I think 900 people. Yeah. And they managed to somehow keep that cohesive and managed to, you know, keep it going. I, I, I can't imagine running a team. Does it, does it cause any problems? Are there any times where you just think, I wish that person was awake or, you know, I wish they were sat next to me. It would be good. Let's have an office, please. Let's go for an office instead of this distributed model. Or does that work better for you? It's got its ups and its downs. Mm. We, when we, when, so we started before Beaver Builder, we were a client service agency. We were a web agency and we, the three of us, Justin, Billy and I shared an office. And we transitioned around the time we started Beaver Builder to, they, they both kind of moved out of town and we decided to take the company remote. And so we got that kind of contrast between all being in an office together versus all working from home. Mm -hmm. And we definitely lost some of the just inherent like collaboration that comes yeah. from sitting in the same room and being able to kind of yell over your shoulder or have the guys come over and look at something on your screen and just jump into a face-to-face -face conversation. Mm -hmm. um, but then I also think we gained a lot uh, the opportunity to, to build a remote team. You know, like one of the things that this is something we, we, we learned a lot from automatic and really kind of modeled a lot of our, okay. our company after what we learned from them. Uh, but, but just having access to the entire world as your talent pool yeah. to pick and choose from yeah, and hire from, point. yeah. Um, as opposed to, especially we were based in the Bay area where it's very competitive. Yeah. For, like particularly with like development. Yeah. Uh, so talent. what's your, what's your like daily, like how do you coordinate stuff? Are you slack based or teamwork based or? Yeah. Yeah, we, we use Slack. Uh, we have a pro we use Asana for our project management. It's been evolving over the years. Um, both our roles, kind of as founders, but then also our day to day and and um, our team and their roles. We we this year brought a couple of folks up. We kind of like gave them more of a managerial role. Right. Um, and then also we've we've kind of got things well oiled now. So there was points in time where. Uh, things were a little bit more kind of loosey-goosey. We, we hadn't really figured out or dialed in a routine in a mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. um, these days, things run relatively smoothly in that we've, uh, I mean, we, we still, I've, I don't know how this ha has like worked out. So we haven't lost a single person. Like we've been working with our same team. Done very well. From the beginning, I think it, we've, yeah, it, it, I guess it speaks to something that we're doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's great because, yeah, not having that turnover means everyone's comfortable in their roles. Mm. And they, for the most part, everyone's been doing what they do for so long. Uh, things flow really nicely. One of the things which I think is nice about working with like WordPress or anything online, frankly, is the ability to kind of open your laptop. I can see Dan over there doing some work on a staircase yeah. behind us. And there he is. He's doing some work. He's, he's, He's working online. Now, you've had a really intriguing year. And I think a lot of people go into things like web development to do what your, your last year feels like. <laughs> Tell us about your last year. Because, you know, I think this is so such a nice story for people who kind of maybe a bit fed up, stuck in an office and think, well, what are the possibilities with my WordPress career? Tell us where you've been and what you've been up to. Uh, I've been everywhere. Yeah, that's a <laughs> uh, great I've been covering <laughs> a lot of ground. S yeah, so so at the beginning of this year, I got rid of my lease. I had a cottage that I've been staying in for the last five years. It was a nice years. cottage. It was a really beautiful place. Yeah. It was a really hard decision to leave that that place uh, that I lived at because I loved I loved my house. I had my office set up all dialed in, and yeah. just everything was very comfortable there. Uh, but yeah, I made the decision to leave my place and go uh, travel full time, kind of do the digital nomad lifestyle. And it's been, in hindsight, it was like one of the best decisions I've ever made. I've been having a blast. I've been having a really good time. It's been really fulfilling. 
like I had a very comfortable place and, and my life for the last few months has not been like comfortable mm -hmm. per se. Mm -hmm. It's been um, quite the, the opposite, uh, but it's, it's, been, it's been so much fun. Uh, and oh, the only reason I'm able to do that, there's many reasons. I have the support of my family and my business partners and my you know, coworkers and everyone. Um, but is that we're a distributed team, so I'm able to work from anywhere. Like Dan's sitting on the stairs he's over there. Gone like, now. Okay, he's oh, is he gone? <laughs> he's just yeah, left. He behind the wall. <laughs> okay, well, well we when he was there, <laughs> we talked about him and he fled. But man, yeah, I've, I've I've done some work from some strange places this Go year. Go on, give us a few. I mean, like airports, train stations, on trains, on buses, yeah, or yeah. you know. Then, then of course, like it's rare, but like from like the beach in uh, Thailand, you know, where you're just like looking over a picturesque white sand beach and lounging <laughs> out, with a, you know. Colada and <laughs> do you actually get okay i'm going to ask this no this question. is fair I, I think i know where you're going yeah, yeah, yeah. you can ask don't, me. <laughs> don't feel bad about this do you actually get as much dom do you feel like um your team might be sort of thinking man alive there's robbie he's, on, he's in the thailand beach you know there he is again yeah or is it like are they really cool about it uh, no i'll reframe that question because i don't want to put you on the spot <laughs> what i'm going to say is do you feel you get as much done or do you do you find it difficult you know because Given the choice of the beach, yeah, or yeah, okay, eight hours of work, I, I kind of know where I end up. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair question. Uh, I have been so I actually was struggling. I get one of the things I guess I, I've struggled with kind of for the last several years is that feeling of burnout, okay. Um, and even when I was working from home, there were there were, I, I, I kind of tend to to go through periods of like very high productivity and then periods of lower productivity. Okay. Um, I've always kind of been on that ebb and flow. Uh, but I found working from the road very inspiring, even before the kind of nomad this, this year. But when I was traveling before working from the road, um, it was an opportunity to like really focus in. Um, I guess that it depends to where you're going. Like, yeah, like there, I've visited places where there's so much excitement, like staying in a big city where there's, yep. you know, parties and people walking around like things you want to go do versus like going to uh you know, like I, I went and visited my grandma up in, in washington she, she lives in like a, a little island very yeah. remote island up yeah. in washington state and like, there's not a whole lot to do out there and and grandma like, bless her heart she goes to bed pretty early so i was there you know <laughs> it's like probably. 7 30 i was like well man there's nothing to do i'm saying like, i might as well write some you know blog post i might as Indeed. well like knock some workouts yeah so good yeah i still feel like i kind of have that ebb and flow mm. of productivity mm. uh and it's been a learning experience too so there, this hasn't been the most productive time of okay. my life, but I also haven't fallen off the map. Um, navigating time zones is really what's been a learning experience. When I, I was okay. traveling in Asia and there was just a tiny little window when I could do meetings. And for me, it was like 12 or one in the morning. Um, right. It was like 9 a.m. for my guys back in California. So, do you, do you feel though that it kind of rejuvenated you? Because you use the word burnout and, you know, maybe maybe we could you know just drop into that what that felt like so were you kind of feeling that if you were carrying on despite the fact you lived in a great place and yeah. you were very happy with your environment did you, did you feel that the, the 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 way that you'd got things working or the amount of time that you were doing if, if that had carried on i don't know maybe you would have ceased to be productive or ceased to be interested in what you were doing and this complete change around of your life looking back a benefit i guess i think so yeah yeah um along with the idea of burnout uh i found working i was living alone and working from home i yep. found it very isolating mm. um you know there, there'd be like 24 hour periods where i would just like not see another human yeah uh and i actually i don't think i really realized how kind of draining that was on uh -huh. my psyche until i moved out this year and that's been one of the kind of most rewarding part along with getting to like travel and explore and see all these really cool places um I've been making an effort to do a lot more kind of shared housing situations, like renting a room or staying in hostels or traveling with friends. Uh, and then just meeting a lot more people, yeah. um, being out on the road and kind of getting out of that situation where I was living and working from home, like working from coffee shops or working from co-working spaces and yep. just immersing myself in a lot more social activity. Have, uh, you, ha have you got like a, a, a place that you've enjoyed this year, particularly, you know, like a country, a beach, a, a town that you went to and you thought, oh, I could, I could settle down here for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, there's been a number of them. I'll bet. Um, there's a number of them. So, so our mutual friend David Walmsley. Oh yeah. Uh, put me up in his place, which is really nice. The nicest guy. I, I oh, knew yeah. this already, but meeting him in person, he, he took such good care of me out in uh, in India in yep. Goa. Yep. Uh, and that was fantastic. And that was like one of the really more kind of special 
um, part of it was just the extreme, tr like like traveling to India was extreme, and, yeah. and it was one of the more difficult places to travel to in terms of like logistics and getting internet and figuring out how to navigate around with taxis and currency and uh, so so it, it, that was that was special. I, so I don't know so much if that's like a place I would settle down in forever. I definitely want to go back and, and travel around India some more. I'm sure David would have you back. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I think he would. <laughs> um, do you feel like with the with the work side of things, has has the fact that you're you're remote has that kind of demoted you in in your decision making capabilities? You know, do, do people you know, Justin and Billy, the other guys that founded Beaver Builder, do they kind of make the decisions and then like farm that work out to you? Or are you still very much, what I'm trying to get to here is, yeah. has has your role been forced to be changed by the fact that you made a decision, okay, I'm going to go off? Or, or do you still have the same sort of structure and the same decision-making process? And basically, is your job the same as it ever yeah. was? That's a good question. Uh, I think that, so... Yeah, no, we still, what, what's happened, I guess that's interesting is, is um, some of the things that maybe we otherwise would have discussed, uh, like one of the ways we, we've kind of managed our team, the three of us together, is to get everyone's input on mm. big decisions. And we've all kind of um, found our own sub-disciplines or disciplines within the business. Like Justin's our uh, development lead, Billy's our logistics and, and business finance lead, and I kind of tend to gravitate more towards the marketing type mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. So if I was making a big decision that was within the marketing kind of realm of, you know, what, are we going to spend money on this? Or are we going to do that? I would always run those decisions by the guys. Mm. And it was rare that we ever had a disagreement or if yep. I came up and said, hey, this is something I think we should do. This is what it looks like. What do you guys think? Um, it was almost always like thumbs up. And yeah, that, yeah. that kind of went all all across the board. We, we rarely would kind of block what anyone else wanted to do or thought mm. was going to be effective. Mm. Um, one thing I noticed is that like some of those decisions were just being made without doing the powwow first, which was which was fine. Like and, yeah, and, yeah, it yeah. was probably making us more efficient. Yeah. Um, so they'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to go. I think Rob will be fine. They call me Rob. We all have our like, nicknames for each other. But I think Rob will be fine with this. Like, if not, you know, we can like always yeah, reverse we'll catch it. Yeah, up like, with him in a couple of days. Yeah, I'm just going to go no, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. So it's worked out in every way that that decision has 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 been good. So fast forward a year from now. Yeah. <laughs> are you still going to be on the road, do you think? Are you still enjoying that experience? Or do you think at some point you're going to be back seeking a flat or a room to rent? I don't know. One thought I had about doing this this travel stint was that I wanted to move out of the... I, I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. I was mm. born and raised there. I lived mm. there my whole life. And I kind of had this urge to move and live somewhere new. Um, and so I see this as kind of maybe being a transition to moving somewhere. Mm. Um, but I am really enjoying that. I, 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 well, I also, I think it's, I think I'm still in like a, a phase where it's new and exciting and this like full-time travel, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I could see it getting like losing its its thrill eventually yes and i've talked to a lot of people that have done similar kind of yeah. travel stints and eventually everyone kind of wears out on it or loses yeah. interest for me it was a very sudden moment i was yeah. enjoying it and then suddenly one day i thought i want to go home now yeah and huh. i went home and it was fine um do you i mean did you ever catch yourself like pinching yourself because oh, yeah. you know the world is not made up of digital nomads there's you know yeah. despite the fact that in, in our community there might be quite a significantly higher proportion do you ever wake up in the morning and think man how did this happen to me yeah oh no yeah all the time every yeah. day i and not even just with like the digital i, I think about that like here waking up in berlin yeah, and like yeah. you know like the fact that i uh am running a business and you know don't have a like a boss like i, I had some you know <laughs> i had some great jobs before i got into the whole web technology thing but i also had some like really crummy jobs yeah. and like <laughs> I was looking back on some of that and uh yeah i pinched myself all the time yeah um it is it's so remarkable what amazes me is that you know we, we're all using WordPress. So WordPress is a choice. You, you know, you could use a whole range of other systems, but you want to build a website. Okay, WordPress is a choice. And yet so many people have decided that's the choice. And then inside of that, people then think, okay, how am I going to make my pages? And there's a whole range of ways that you could pick to do that. You know, literally hundreds of which many people have decided to plump for what you've got. So it's like a niche within a niche within yeah. a niche. Yeah. And it supports your life. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, it's breathtaking. You know, my guess is that if you were in a different community, let's pluck Drupal out there. Sure. Presumably that's, that's much more difficult. You know, if you had a page build for Drupal, mm -hmm. the audience would be less. So th there's so many little things that had to align to make, to make WordPress 
popular, to make page builders popular, to make your page builder popular, to enable your wonderful life. Here we are in sunny Berlin. Yeah, Pinch. yeah. yeah I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think that's everything I want to ask. Is there anything you want to say? Where do we find you, Robbie? Uh, gosh, you can find me on social media. I'm yeah. on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all that under Robbie McCullough. Uh, but our, the best stop is our website, wpbeaverbuilder.com. And we have a contact form there. And uh, if you want to check out what we're doing. Thank you. Thanks very much for chatting to us today. Robbie McCullough, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. The Press Forward podcast is brought to you today by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers a specially engineered platform that gives WordPress users web hosting that is designed to be the fastest, most secure and scalable hosting available in multiple data centers. Their WordPress hosting makes deploying and managing WordPress websites easy with automatic one-click install, managed updates, real-time security protection, SSD RAID 10 storage arrays, power cacher, and expert 24-7 support to make for the best web hosting experience. And we thank Green Geeks for helping us put on the Press Forward podcast. That's it for this week. Please let us know if you're enjoying the podcast, if you find it useful or helpful. You can reach out to us at wpandop.org forward slash contact. Remember that there's a serious point to all of this though, and that is that WP and Op is here to provide help and support. That help is available to you or people you know and can easily be accessed at the wpandop.org website. Please spread the word about this new podcast. Tell your friends and subscribe on your favourite podcast player. Remember, together we can hashtag press forward. <laughs>